Hello, welcome to The Money Men. I'm Steve May and I'm here with Luke. Hi everyone, how are we? Good to see you, mate. Um, this is an interim show, so yep. it's the one between our fortnightly episodes. And uh, what we're doing today is uh, going to give a rundown of all of the recent government support initiatives. Yep. Um, so they're changing uh, very quickly, Steve. Well, they're changing by the day. Yes. Uh, at the moment, um, just a reminder, everyone, you you know that our website's up and running, themoneymen.com.au, um, and we've also got our Facebook page there, which is obviously called The Money Men. Yeah, um, and we'll keep you up to date with yeah, the important content. Yeah, we'll keep content. you up to, up to date with, uh, with what we can. Um, mm-hmm. Important to remember that we're going to run through the, uh, the support initiatives, yep. um, but please don't hesitate to touch base, you know, get onto our website, send mm-hmm. an email, make, uh, make an inquiry, and we can uh, fill you in on some detail. Yeah, for sure. So I guess today, we get, as Steve said, we're going to touch on them. We're not going to uh, we're not going to unpack them too much because there is a lot there. But again, if you do want to know anything more, we're more than more than happy to have the conversation with you. Yeah, and hopefully it, it gives you an idea of um, just what is what is there, mm. um, and you can you know share with that share that with your friends and families yep. and uh, and tell them that they can uh, you know come to us to uh, find out a bit more if they've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. General advice, um, anything that we cover in this show is general in nature only. Um, yep. You know, it's always uh, the right thing to do to get specific advice mm. around your specific need. Yep. So we're not taking into account your personal situation in this conversation. That's it. So let's get into the show. You, I know you like, love to start with a tip, yeah, tip um, or a week. saying or something like that. So uh, what is it Something today? philosophical, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Actually, I came across... Deep, I call it. Yeah, yeah. okay. I came across this quote. And I'm sure plenty of people have already seen it in this in the socials sphere, um, but it's a quote, and it's a quote by a bloke called Dave Hollis. And the quote is, "In the rush to return to normal, use this time to consider which part of normal are worth rushing back to." Now, I thought it was pretty profound, not pretty profound, very profound. I thought it was a very nice, succinct quote, and I thought that it was very important to share it, but. I think it has a lot of relevance, doesn't it? We're all it a we're little bit worried and we're all very keen to get back into normal. normality. Hmm. What is normal? What do hmm. we want to rush back to? Yeah, what are the what are the bits that we can leave behind? Yeah. Is, uh, is probably that's, yeah so that's, that's a good good saying, good quote. Yeah. What's his name? Who? Dave Hollis. Dave Hollis. H-O-L-L-I-S. I might Google him later and see yeah. if he's any, got any other good ones. I, I think yeah. he's I think from the quick look I had, he's, you know, sort of a self help coach um down, yeah, okay. down down that avenue but i thought the quote was really relevant mm. and no doubt people who are on social media and that type of stuff probably, well, yeah, probably yeah, one, of those, one, of, one of those you know, look at that and the way that we do business and mm. um over the past couple of weeks now we've been doing you know video meetings and things that we wouldn't have done before yeah um because it wasn't our normal but mm. yeah maybe those sorts of things become uh, become normal i think mm. it's interesting it i'm a little i'm sidetracking a little bit here mm. steve but Looking at what's going on around us all with with coronavirus and COVID nineteen, I think it's interesting if you know the the linkages and the connectivity that the internet gives us these days. It would be a very different situation if coronavirus was impacting us fifteen years ago, twenty mm-hmm. years ago, maybe even ten years ago. Yeah. So, I think we are as well placed as we can be to you know to tackle this. To fight it. Yeah. yeah to fight yeah. it. Absolutely. So that's some positivity, I think. Absolutely. So there you go. Well, there's enough of the deepness and um, good positivity. Um, But the show is actually to give a rundown of the recent government support initiatives um, announced. 
Um, so quick detail, we're not going to mm-hmm. deep dive mm-hmm. into each of these, but hopefully it's just a bit of a summary to let you know what is out there yep. um, so that you've got got some awareness and you can uh, explore and go deeper if you need to and sure. if you may qualify. Yeah, really important. So we'll talk first about support for individuals and households. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, I guess, uh, well, the one that I have first on the list is the JobKeeper payment. Yep. Um, so the, the JobKeeper payment was recently announced, only a few days ago. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, probably a few yeah, days ago. Yeah, it was ago. a couple of days ago. Uh, a few days at the moment seems like weeks, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it's crazy. But the JobKeeper payment um, is designed to help businesses who are significantly impacted by the coronavirus. Yep. Um, so for most businesses, um, if their basically if their turnover is reduced by thirty percent yep. or more, unless you're a really really large business and yep. it has to be fifty percent, um, then it's designed um, to help the employees cover the cost of the employees' mm. wages, um, so that um, employers can retain their jobs yep. um, and continue to earn income, and the employer um, will be able to hit the ground running when on the other side yeah when mm. we get through this um this war yeah. i guess um on coronavirus for sure so um basically it would be up to the employer to um to notify that they intend to claim that yep um and then i think it's administered through the ato yep. um uh, they come back approve them and then uh, fifteen hundred dollars per fortnight is paid to um is is, is paid through to the employer to yep. pay to the, the employee. So, so that's the flow through there so yeah so I, I guess in a way it's a bit like the government saying hey centrelink's overloaded yeah how can we actually get money into people's, get money pockets. Into people's pockets mm. and support businesses yeah. at the t- same I, time? I, th- I think it's a good way because they're using mm. the existing infrastructure to actually get that payment through to um, potential yeah. you know, people who want to stay employed or employers who want to keep people on. Yeah. So the key, key piece of here is, I think, is you, ne- you need to um, communicate with your employer about what they're doing around that if they're mm. not already communicating with you. Mm. Um, and understand that if they are successful in applying for that, that um, you know they're they're guaranteed the fifteen hundred dollars yep. to pay through through yep. to their employees per fortnight. Um, tax will be paid on that, um, yep. so it doesn't end up being a whole lot more than the job seeker payment. Yep. Um, an interesting little quirk on that one is if you're a if you're a part time employee mm. um, earning two hundred dollars a fortnight. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, um, you would be paid fifty. You'd paid, be paid yeah, higher amount. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. interesting there. So, <laughs> so that's the uh, but job. it saves them saves them from going and, and potentially oh. lining up in the Centrelink line. So I think mm. I think it's you know although a, although a little quirk to it, I think it's yeah, an interesting. Well, yeah, you have to look at it and say, well, how how much time and energy and resources would it take to work out how much you would have to pay everyone? Yep. And uh, just yep. yeah, just use a figure and, and go from there. Yeah. So, so um, you know, we won't dwell too much on the cool. on the detail yep. but uh, the job keeper is one of the most recent initiatives then there's uh, income support for individuals so so basically over the next six month period um, the government's expanding the the eligibility um, for income support payments yep. um, just the job seeker yeah so the job seeker payment basically yep. is one and there's a job seeker youth one and that, that a couple thing. of but, variations but yeah but let's just say it's a job seeker payment which yep. you know in my world used to be new start yep. and before that we used to call it the, the dole and yep. whatever but <laughs> job job seeker payment yeah so um expanding the eligibility um 
not so onerous an application process Mm -hmm. and uh, if you qualify for that then you also for six months qualify for the coronavirus supplement which is an extra $550 a fortnight on top of the normal job seeker payment. Yeah, whatever that whatever, ever, whatever. whatever that payment is for you based yeah, on your Whatever means. it is for you, yeah. 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 So, you know, if you're earning money from other sources and you don't mm. get the full job seeker um, payment, yeah. um, you get a portion of it. You'll receive the full coronavirus supplement. Yes, but yeah. whatever level of job seeker payment you receive, mm. you will still receive the full 550 per fortnight yeah. coronavirus supplement. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's opening it up and uh, allowing people to sort of get into the system and onto those payments um, without some of the more onerous things that would have had to have occurred. Um, some, you know, one of those onerous things was, you know, uh, registering with a with an agency to um, be active in finding employment. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Um, um, you know, some you, of the waiting periods. And, yeah, and yeah, so they've, you know, they've, they've removed the you know, one week waiting period yeah. they've um, liquid assets test is uh, uh, that's still that's removed I think um, yeah. the assets test itself doesn't come into play so yeah. you, you know you could have you know any number you know any amount of assets and they're not counted um, yeah. but income is so yeah um, now bear in mind that's there um, if it comes to the point where you know you're not working because of the virus mm. or you've been significantly impacted mm. because of it um, then you should lodge your intent through MyGov and Centrelink um, to um, further job seeker payment. payment. Yeah, you can't get both job seeker and job keeper. Yeah, okay, it's no one double or, dipping. It's one or the other. Yeah, um, but um, you know that that's a, a safety net there for those that um, you know may not be eligible or, or, or get the job keeper yep. payment. You know, so casuals who haven't been working with the same employer for a year don't yeah. get, don't qualify for job keeper, but they would qualify for job seeker, seeker. and the coronavirus uh, coronavirus yeah, supplement supplement yeah. so yeah so there's a bit of a balance balancing act going on there but yeah, I, yeah. yeah so so there is a bit of media reports about people potentially missing out and being dealt dealt a bad hand of cards but it it could be argued by the time you factor in some tax on the on the on the job keeper mm. payment mm. and the fact that you're receiving effectively close enough to tax-free job seeker payment you mm. probably end up in in, right. in roughly the same position is right. that a reasonable yeah. yeah roughly the same position yeah. um, so. it's important important to um, if you think that you're going to be eligible for that um, mm. get onto mygov and lodge an intent to claim yeah it's then uh, Centrelink's uh, job to you. come back to you yep and um, and work out whether you are actually eligible yep. or not there you go. So we're on the side of caution. Get your um, intent in, um, mm-hmm. and then let it let it play out. Cool. Centrelink is under the pump at the moment, um, so don't expect that they're going to get back to you the same day or the next day no. or even the same week because yep. you know you look at it and um, you know they they've probably got ten times the workload than they did uh, two months ago. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've, there's only certain and amount of people to do it. Yeah, that's increasing. Yeah, that's increasing. So, it, Steve, just a just a point on the on the job seeker payment. So, I, I think when we last spoke about it, the eligibility if you're in a couple, so if your partner's income would impact your eligibility for it. And I think I think the yeah. cutoff was forty eight grand. Yeah. So if you were earning no income and you yeah. went under the job seeker payment and got the full job seeker, yeah. um, if your partner was earning was you know, earning a regular salary say and was earning more than forty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the year, um, then you wouldn't be eligible for the job seeker. Yeah, okay. and consequently not eligible for the coronavirus supplement that, as well. That, that's it. So that, yep. that, that wasn't um, something that was widely understood. Um, in play at the moment is a proposal that that threshold for the partner 
um, be increased to 79? 79, 79 or 78 or 79,000 yeah, yeah. instead of uh, so, 48. So, yeah. so that's being proposed, but it hasn't been, obviously hasn't been legislated yeah, we're just, yet. I think we're just waiting for the latest um, um, passing of these things, you yeah. know, the, what, what do you call it when they, the government, when Legislate. they sit? Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a technical term. Yeah. Um, so be aware that's there. We yep. have, you know, the job keeper paid through your employer. Mm-hmm. Job seeker is where you go and lodge and claim yourself yep. through, through the Department uh, of Human yeah, Services. Through Centrelink, basically, yep. yeah. Okay. Payments to support households. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where anyone who's uh, basically on a government support, income support payment, um, and veterans and you know age pensioners etc um, and eligible concession card holders um, they're entitled to $750 um, as a lump sum yep um, made from the 31st of March so payments have started to come through on that already so anyone who was on a government support payment receives that first one mm-hmm. then the second, there's a second one too, so $750 for the second time. Just a question on that, Steve. So if you're a couple and you're both age pensioners, do you each receive you do. the 750 You do, yeah. yeah. So um, each will receive 750 So as a couple, there's $1,500 yeah. combined re- received in the first tranche. Mm-hmm. And then from 13th of July, there will be a second payment yep. um, made of the same amount. Mm-hmm. Except to those who, except to those who are on JobSeeker and receiving the coronavirus supplement. Yep. Okay. So, if they're on JobSeeker now, they get it. This is the first lot. Yep. But they won't get the second lot okay. because I'll be getting the coronavirus supplement. supplement. Yep. So that's a bit of a handy boost for households mm. um, who are receiving um, income support payments um, from the government. Yeah. So I, I think my. Um my, my misconception in it was uh, that, you know, if you're a couple combined receiving some form of social security, so the age pension, you would only receive the 750, but hmm. it's for each recipient, so it's the full it is 1500. Yeah. So when, when it was initially announced, they, they announced it as being each household. Yes. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that was just It's turned out that it's actually been, yeah, each yeah. recipient. Okay, moving along. Yeah. Um, temporary early release of superannuation. Yeah. So contentious topic at the moment mm, it is um, but the government is allowing uh, individuals who are affected by the coronavirus mm-hmm. um, and I think I think on that uh, it's if your income has um, been affected by 20% or more yeah, I, I, from memory I think there's some criteria yeah, in there and, yeah, and, and, and you, have, you have to show that it's as a result of the, the current crisis yeah. um, but you can access up to 10,000 of your superannuation if you fit the bill um, in this financial year, mm-hmm. so before June 30. Yep. And then a further 10,000 from 1st of July, 1st of July through to the end of March. Yep. Um, and individuals won't need to pay tax on the amounts that yep. are released. Um, and the money that they will withdraw from super won't affect any Centrelink or Veteran Affairs entitlements. Yeah. Um, but I know you're pretty passionate about this and, it, you know, it isn't the best time in the world to be accessing super no. because superannuation balances are generally down. Yep. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I'm of the view that I think it's I think it's a reasonable um, proposal by the government. But in saying that, you are cashing while the chips are down potentially and really down. Um, mm. 
So just wanted to use a bit of an example. If I'm a 30-year-old and, and I've actually lost my job or, or I've had a reduction in my pay by that 20% qualifying criteria to release superannuation, if if I elect to take the full $20,000 out over two financial years, so 10,000 this financial year and 10,000 next financial year, what does the impact of that mean on my retirement? So I think this is one thing that is not being considered or talked about massively, but if it does, and if you do take that $20,000 out, just calculating what average returns would be for a 30-year-old over 35 years could, be, could mean $250,000 on their on their account. Please, please come to yeah, I know, mate. Yeah. yeah, but they're gone now. So yeah, be right. it's all good. Sorry for the sirens. Yeah. A bit of background noise. That's how it is at the studio. It is. So, so I mean, you take tw- you take $20,000 out and you're potentially impacting yourself down the road of $250,000. So it's a massive amount of your retirement asset. Mm. Uh, huge. Could, you know, it could effectively be a quarter of your retirement asset for a 30-year-old today. So think about that consequence because I know that I've I've heard a few people and a few rumblings talking about, well, hey, I'm just going to go and take 10 grand out of my superannuation account because I can. Well, yeah. think about the consequences that the, that may have. Mm. And yes, we acknowledge that it is a, a, you know, a measure that you can fall back on, but please consider actioning the other measures that the government are looking to provide you before you before you jump on this one, I think I think it's really important to exercise mm. some restraint um, yeah, well, under this one. Yeah, yeah my, my view is that it should be an absolute last resort. So if you yeah. if you're on your knees financially because of the crisis and um, you've got no other way um, than to access your super, then hey, for, you, may, for, you may well have to do it for um, sure. I mean, but but don't do it. I've I've had people talk to me and say, hey. I'll take the ten grand out and I'll pay it off the mortgage. Um, you know, so that's a common thing that I hear. It's but you're taking you're taking the ten grand out that when it's down in value um, for starters. So yeah. you're taking you're creating a you're crystallising a loss mm, on that mm. ten grand, um, and then you're not getting the benefit of that ten grand working you, for you for the rest of your working life. So well, well, that ten thousand yeah. dollars that you take off to pay down the mortgage by ten grand is mm. potentially costing you one hundred twenty five grand in thirty years time. That's it. So. So you've got to really, you've got to really weigh, weigh these things up, and and I think that if you are considering making a withdrawal or you're in that position, probably you know a time to seek some seek some advice. Just talk yeah. to someone. Like, yeah, we're happy to um, to take your, your call and uh, and work you through, mm. you know, um, the, the pros and cons of any yeah. any of these things. But um, yeah, so yeah, well, yeah. So anyway, temporary early release of superannuation. Sort of shows when uh, when a government thinks things are fairly dramatic and uh, and uh, and mm. dire mm. Um, when they're allowing you to get get early yeah. uh, use of your super because that's yeah. a bit of a no no usually. Okay, um, childcare centre yes. subsidies. Um, so yeah, tell so me about still, that. Well, we're still fle- I think this is still being fleshed out where we're talking today, Steve. Um, but effectively, the government have announced that they'll cover six months worth of childcare payments. Um, and so as I said, the government will be covering this fee for six months, mm-hmm. whilst also subsidising the childcare centres with the job keeper payment, so making sure that they can keep their staff on. So yeah. government's yeah. injecting a lot of money into it. I don't, I think we're still, there's still some you know details on it on how it sort of interacts and how the payments are gonna be made or, 
or if the yeah. payments are just frozen, not entirely sure of the details yet, mm, but yeah, that's yeah, what they've yeah. announced. Yeah, it so does, does say free, doesn't it? Free for six yeah, months. Free um, for six months. So, um, yeah, that's to keep uh, people who are able to work um, working, I guess, mm, you know, mm. so they can get their kids looked after you know, during the day. And um, it's also to keep another industry afloat. Absolutely. Know, so... Um, that was a that's a big bold call. That was only made yesterday. We were talking about this on Friday the third, and I think that was announced yesterday morning. I mean, you think about some of the, and I know there's differing views on what essential services are in the economy at the moment. But you think about some of the essential services: police, ambulance, you know, nurses, doctors. They have to. Schools are effectively closing closing up at the moment, whether it's official or not. They are. Um, people have to have the capability to be able to get their children into co- childcare. So I think it's a really good move by the government, and I and I just think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You can argue that anyone who's working is in an essential industry because oh, they're, I, uh, they're, they're earning paying tax, getting yeah, it out uh, of the system. And, but, uh, and I'm not discrediting anyone, but yeah. yeah. yeah I, 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 think, think, I think that was a really good big move. It's going to cost a lot of money, uh, yep. but all of these things are going to cost a lot of money, you know, so... <clears throat> I'm getting prepared for the next 20 years of paying for it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I count we'll our lucky it. stars. We yeah. live in a country that is mm. capable of capable of pulling Absolutely. something like this together because Absolutely. it could so, be a lot worse in a lot of a lot yeah, of other places. In, in some uh, underdeveloped countries, you know, there'll be people who are on the street starving as a result of yep. Um, yep. you know the measures that their governments take. So yep. we're we're not in that in that position, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Moving right along, yes. uh, temporary reduction of super minimum drawdown rate. Or so this is probably more for your oldies. Hmm. Yeah. I'm an oldie. You're not quite enough. You're uh, not quite the, at yeah. that stage so, yet. So to explain this one, when yeah. people reach, um, generally when they reach uh, retirement, um, yep. they tend to structure uh, what we call an allocated pension, yep. which you know, I often describe as a superannuation pension. Yeah. And with that superannuation pension come some rules around how much you have to take out of it each year. Yeah. Okay. So, for instance, if you're over, if you're 65, you have to take five percent of your balance out yeah. um, each year. Yeah. So you've got a hundred grand. You've got to take five thousand dollars out in pension payments. Yeah. Over yeah. The year. And and that's because the government because it's a very it's a tax free. Yep. Um, environment and the government wants you to spend your money. Yeah, they um, don't. They don't want these big lumpy yeah, they assets they being want transferred. All these yep. Assets sitting there and not paying, have, having tax being paid on them. Yeah, but what they've announced as a result of the fact that you know for um, you know people who are in that retirement phase, mm. you know they probably want to may want to cut down their spending. They may want to cut down how much they draw from their yep. pensions to preserve it, mm-hmm. especially while asset values are yeah. down, and, share prices are down. And I think that's the key point, yeah. isn't it, Steve? Mm-hmm. While share prices are down, they're, mm-hmm. they're giving a bit of relief on how much you're required to take. Because yeah. if your account balance was worth 100 grand you know, at the start of the year, it mm-hmm. might be worth 80 grand now, mm-hmm. and, and taking out that $5,000 mandated pe- pension payment and is going to have a bit of a yeah. hit yeah. on the account. So they've just they've basically announced that they will halve that. So yeah. if you had to take five percent before, two and a half. Uh, we did take two and a half percent now. Um, and yeah, that's that's designed to allow some flexibility for people in that retirement phase mm. not to have to draw down so much from a declining asset, basically. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, probably the other one around individuals and, and, and households mm-hmm. is uh, reducing the social security deeming rates. Okay, so, wow, what does that mean for yeah, the average person on that's the street? A, that's, um, a mouth, that's a yeah. mouthful, Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, deeming rates, what are they? Um, how to describe that simply? You've got, a, you got 
hundred grand in the bank. Yep. Um, the government deems that you're going to earn a certain rate of interest on that money, yep. whether you do or you don't. Yep. So if you put that money under the bed and don't earn anything on it, mm-hmm. the government still deems that you earn money X amount it. of interest. Yep. If you are uh, somehow able to go out and put that into an investment that earns you 10% mm. interest, the government still only deems that it earns you the deeming rates. Yeah, okay? whatever that is. And we won't go into what they are, but basically what that's doing is allowing people to have more money saved um, and the income test effect of having that money not as great. So yeah. you can potentially qualify for more in social security. Social security. Yeah. 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 So it's a bit of breathing space there. Yeah, and it happens sort of automatically because the government adjusts the rates and then Centrelink flows it through and, and, and adjusts their payments. So won't dwell too much on that. Um, so that's that's it for, for basically the supporting individuals and yep. households. Yep. Um, it's um, there, there's a fair bit there. Yeah, um, we've skipped over it intentionally, yep. um, but the purpose of this is to just let people know what is out there mm. and you know, briefly how how whether they may or may not qualify and how they interact with each other as well. Yeah, yeah. if you need more detail, um, you know, see an accountant, see a financial planner. Touch base with us via the website, mm. themoneymen.com.au. You can email us. You can um, make an inquiry, yep. and um, we'll either help you out or point you in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. So um, we're going to cover off on support for businesses in a second, mm-hmm. but before that, uh, we might just have a quick break and get our notes together, yep. and um, we'll be back in a minute. Be back in a sec. Welcome back. Hi. Uh, g'day, Luke, again. Hi, Steve. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, we're going to move now into the uh, support for businesses yep. that the, the government's announced yep. over the past few weeks. Um, so let's uh, rock and roll through those. So, so I think you recap there, Steve. Yeah. You had the JobKeeper payment up mm. there again. Mm. Obviously, we spoke about it earlier, but mm. probably the key point there is it is a business support for yeah, businesses right. to keep employees on. Yeah, it is. So it's a two-pronged approach, isn't it? Yeah. So um, it enables um, people to continue to get paid mm. um, and it enables um, employers to continue to pay people and remain viable um, yep. so that they can actually survive to get through the other side of this. Yeah. Um, so it's no, no, no good getting through the other side of this and then you've got no businesses mm. around to operate and stimulate the economy. Again. Exactly yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So... Um, so we won't dwell again on the JobKeeper payment. Um, we've sort of touched on how that works. Um, but again, it's a support for businesses mm-hmm. as much as it's mm-hmm. a support for individuals. Yeah, cool. Okay, boosting cash flow for employers. So, um, you know, early on in the piece, um, you know, it was made very clear, uh, as we've touched on, that um, the government wants employers and businesses to be able to survive this. Yeah. Um, because if they don't, it doesn't matter how much... Uh, support they give to employees if they haven't got a job to go back to or mm. a business to work for yeah. um, then it's no good to anyone is yeah, it? Yeah. So. so boosting cash flow for employers so so basically what the government has announced is that for basically a, a period of 10 months so it's from the beginning of this calendar year mm. from June to March yep. then March to June and then June through July through to October, 
they're basically going to refund to eligible businesses mm. all of the money that they've withheld from their employees wage yep. for tax yeah, yeah. so the PAYG yeah the PAYG so employee for those that don't quite understand employee might earn $100,000 on top or mm-hmm. oh, sorry $100,000 gross yep that wasn't the number I was trying to use $1,000 gross yep and that might translate to 800 in the hand yep don't yeah, you know, yeah. Don't don't me, don't, don't nail in on the numbers. But uh, what you're saying is two hundred dollars yeah. is tax. Yeah, and so that two hundred dollars the employer would send through to the tax office um, as part of their payroll system, yeah. and tax office yeah. gets that. So employer yeah. collects it on behalf of the yeah. employee yeah. and then sends it to the ATO. So what the government has announced that all all of that money that's been collected to send through um, for tax um, will actually be. Refunded. Yeah. Um, for how many periods, Steve? Again, for how long? So it's for the half year to the end of June, and okay. then it's for the period July to um, October. Okay. So two quarters. Yeah. Well, two quarters to the end of June. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Because yeah, it gets backdated. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so it's basically from the start of the crisis, really. Mm. Um, and interestingly, they've guaranteed a minimum payment of twenty thousand dollars. So if you're um, if you're a small business mm. employing and set up as a company and employing yourself as a director, yep. um, you're guaranteed to get $20,000. Um, yeah, so regardless of what, mm. how much tax you withheld on behalf yeah, of your employees? the minimum is 20000 Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, and the maximum is 100 over those trials. Oh, so it's yeah. capped. It, it capped. It's capped. Yep. So it's, it's for small and medium-sized mm-hmm. businesses. And the government's been very clear that they feel that those businesses are most at risk mm-hmm. and they want to try to see them get Support through to the them. other side. Yep, so, you know, so that sort of boost will enable them to make some decisions. They might say, hey, we're going to keep some people on because we can now um, yep. or we're going to be able to pay our rent for the next six mm. months where otherwise we wouldn't have been able to mm. and uh, and stay alive and be able to, um, to go from there. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good measure. Yeah, so um, I like that one. So that was sort of ramped up. So initially it was going to be um, you know, a smaller amount mm. um, and then it was come out and announced that there'd be you know, a larger amount and, and paid for an extra yeah. period. So, But it just shows how fluid this environment is, isn't it? I mean, that you know, things are announced and they're changed or they're adjusted, um, generally in favour of the initial policy, mm. um, yeah, which, yeah. which I think is obviously the trend at the moment. Mm. Um, they're not necessarily announcing something and making it more restrictive. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just good it's just good to see that you know they are getting some um, you know some firm clarity around some of the policies and yeah. so we've got I guess some I guess it shows they had a, f- a fairly firm idea of how long they thought this was going to last. Yeah, too, because yeah, absolutely. You know, I guess many people at the beginning uh, would have thought, well, maybe we're going to be um, you know off the air or or restricted a bit for a month or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we're back into it. Not going to be the case, is it? No. Um, so it's really important for the government to get businesses through. Yeah. Small business is the backbone of the country, mm. and they want to make sure it gets through. Yep, and absolutely. They've said that. So good, good measure there. What's uh, the next one? We've uh, got? Temporary relief for financially distressed businesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, you know, the, the government's acknowledging that uh, businesses will become distressed. You know, some businesses will be financially distressed if they've had to close their doors and can't sell their stuff. Yep then um, they don't make a profit and therefore things become uh, quite distressed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, one of, one of the elements there is, um, you know, there's a safety net to lessen the threat of actions, legal actions, that could maybe unnecessarily push the business into insolvency yep. and, and the winding up of the business. So the theme of keeping businesses alive. Yeah. Um, um, and so they increase the threshold at which creditors, so people that the business owes money to, um, can actually issue a, a demand on the company and the time that the company has a right to respond. So, you know, we don't want to go into a whole lot of detail no. about that. Um, but... Um, gives some breathing it space. It gives them some breathing space. Mm. It means that they don't have to panic about the fact that they're going to be, um, you know, yeah. declared insolvent and, yeah. ta- you know, taken to the Accounts payable is, yeah. you know, yeah. overdue and all of a sudden they're going to be, yeah... So, yeah, and they've also announced that the ATA will be uh, more understanding, um, tailor solutions for owners or directors of businesses that are sort of struggling mm-hmm. due to the coronavirus mm-hmm. issues. Um, and that can include, you know, temporary reduction of payments, uh, deferral of tax owed, yeah. um, that type of thing. And I won't say fairly um, involved that one, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, suffice to say, the government's trying to keep businesses open, and uh, they don't Where want possibly. they won't don't want them being taken to the cleaners um, throughout this yeah, period. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, what else are they doing for businesses? In- increasing the instant asset write-off. Mm. So, what's the instant asset write-off? Heard a little bit about this one, Steve. Yeah. Um, so, so the per- purchase. So the instant asset write-off was thirty thousand dollars. So yeah, is so, that correct? Yeah. So basically, that what what that means is that a business to now, mm. um, if they purchased an asset that was going to be used in their business, so let's, let's just say it was a... Coffee machine. Coffee machine or forklift or um, photocopier, yeah. um, printer, whatever. <laughs> um, they're pretty valuable, those Yes, those they printers. are, those printers. Um, up to $30,000, and the business could actually write off the whole value of that machine or equipment... Into that income in, tax Into year. that income tax year. So... Yeah. So basically, in that income tax year, if they spent up to the $30,000 on a printer, mm. then they could claim the whole of that $30,000 as a tax deduction. Yep. Whereas normally, they would have to write it off over Depreciate a number it. of years. Yep. Yeah. Now, the government has moved to actually increase that limit to $150,000, yep. um, which is... Why would they do that? It's, well, a, it's the incentive to spend. It's a stimulus, isn't yep. it? Um, yep. To try to get businesses to spend and buy stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, in this period, yep. um, so that the businesses that sell that stuff um, can keep, keep, keep yeah. operating. So, um, so pass on a you know incentivise them to spend and claim a significant potentially claim a significant tax deduction on an item that they wouldn't be able to necessarily claim a tax deduction for at such a high rate. Yep, absolutely. So we won't go into the numbers around that, yep. but um, you know it's a it's a it's a good way. To create some you know, some stimulation yeah. um, around um, purchasing and, and selling of assets. Yep. Um, okay, uh, what else? Got have another we got? note down there. Mm-hmm. Apprentices and trainees, Steve. You, you you across this? Oh, where are we? You're, you've lost me. Have I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, backing business investment. Yeah, you've you've skipped. Yeah, backing business investment. Sorry. Yeah, you've got yeah. you've got ahead of yourself, Luke. No. Um, that's all right. Jumping, uh, jumping to and fro. Yeah. So. Backing business investment. So this this is basically where for um, you know, I guess for for items over and above the hundred fifty thousand, um, where, where businesses are buying large items, that they're they're able to actually accelerate the depreciation. Yeah. Okay. Um, on those items. Um, 
um, so where you can actually deduct 50% of the purchase cost in year one, uh, etc. Won't dwell on that, but yep. it's just another way to stimulate um, businesses yeah, act- activity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what's the next one? Luke? Yeah, you, I, I, I jumped the gun. Supporting yeah. apprentices and trainees, which yeah. I'm not across, but you, yeah. you, you obviously are because it's a note on your show notes. Yeah, well, I can't say I'm 100% across it, but, um, but you know, again, the government's supporting small business to retain their apprentices and trainees. Yep. So what's the theme here? Mm-hmm. Um, keep people in work yeah. and keep businesses Keep open. them working, yeah, keep yeah. them paid. Yeah, so eligible employers can apply for a wage subsidy of uh, 50%. Um, of the apprentice or trainee's mm. wage for nine months from the 1st of January yeah. this year, obviously. So that's January 20 to September 20. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, and that are, those apprentices and trainees are in the system. Um, so if the small business that they're working for isn't able to actually keep yeah. them on for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, that subsidy would be available to a new employer that took them on. Okay, that's okay. great. Yeah. Because um, I, I, think, I think that's a very key point because if you if you potentially do lose the apprentices and trainees you're going to have a you're going to potentially have a workforce gap mm. it might be a 12 month workforce gap between when people would have been qualified yeah. so yeah Absolutely. so it's a really i think that's really important so current employers will get it but if they don't keep them on someone taking them on yeah. will then receive it yeah so someone taking that apprentice on will then start to receive that and that's still to a maximum of 21,000 per eligible apprentice or mm-hmm. trainee um so that's a good move, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, stimulation, making There's sure that business, businesses can stay in, in place and people can continue to be yeah. employed. Um, you know, there's a bit more in that one around, you know, support to, you know, apprentice employment network and that type of thing. Yeah. So just giving support to that, that group. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty much the, the business um, support that was announced. There's also some support around uh, what they call the flow of credit. Mm. Um, so in hard times, um, do you think banks are generally likely to lend money to a business? Negative. Mm, negative, yeah. Um, generally not. Bank, banks aren't known for their generosity. No, they're not. Uh, I guess. What a, sur- uh, what a, yeah, what yeah. a, what a surprise. Uh, but having said that, banks do play an important part in our system, so we shouldn't Integ- bag them too much. In, in, uh, integral, but mm, they are mm. businesses. So, good point. So, yeah. in, in increasing that flow of credit, if the bank is not going to do it, mm. so increasing their lending effectively, mm-hmm. what have we got in there? Who's going to do it for them, Steve? Well, there's support for... Um, you know, for small and medium enterprises through um, a government guarantee scheme. Yep. Um, so basically, the, the government's come out and said, listen, we'll provide a guarantee of um, 50% um, of the, the amount loaned yep. um, to small, medium enterprise lenders to, su- to secure, to support new short term unsecured loans. All right. So the scheme will guarantee up to $40 billion of new lending. Lending. Um, yep. And potentially provide businesses with the funding to meet their cash flow needs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it will enhance the lender's willingness to take a risk. Absolutely. Uh, so because 50% of their exposure is covered. It's covered by the government, potentially. Yeah. Well, it's covered by the government. Yeah. So it's, is it similar in saying that that's quite similar if you, if you are purchasing a property um, and someone goes guarantor on the loan for you to, to get the loan across the line? Is that... Is that Sort of a similar guess, concept yeah, there. Yeah, the government's going to guarantee. Yeah, the government's case, going, yeah. yeah. And hopefully the government doesn't go broke. Um, doesn't go broke, did go you? Broke. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, they won't. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> yeah, they won't. Uh, Good point. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's there, and again, stimulus for business, making sure that yeah. you know they they are able to get through. That there's some assistance there to help them do it. Yeah. Um, the Reserve Bank of Australia um, supporting the flow and reducing the cost of credit. Mm-hmm. So um, the RBA uh, announced, you know, mid March um, that they uh, are going to put downward pressure on the borrowing costs for households yep. and businesses. So, so basically, they've announced that the banks will have access to at least ninety billion dollars of funding at a fixed interest rate of 025 percent. So. Basically, what that means is they're they're guaranteeing that the banks have a pool of money mm. that they can lend out, uh, lend out yep. um, at a competitive rate um, to encourage lending to businesses. Yep. Yep. Okay, um, and it's offered provided they do expand their business lending um, with the particular incentives applying to new loans to mm. small and medium mm. businesses. Um, and the RBA has announced a easing in monetary policy by reducing the cash rate to 0.25 percent. Yeah. So, won't won't go into that in a great amount of detail. No. But basically, the the you know, the RBA has come out and said, "Hey, banks, you know, you support our businesses, and we'll give you cheap money." Yep. Is that sort of yeah. good way to summarise? Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's a good way of putting yeah. it. If you don't, then if you don't, the money's not on the table. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, what else is there? Basically, support for smaller lenders um, in the market to um, to lend to businesses. Um, so there's been fifteen yep. billion dollars sort of pledged to invest in structured finance markets. Won't go too much further with that, yep. other than to say again, it's a theme of stimulus um, incentive stimulus, keep um, businesses making going making sure that there's yep. money available for businesses to yep. keep going yeah and, and and be here on the other side because i think it's uh, i think the point is yes the government could could potentially pay this money directly to people through the job seeker payment but mm. if there's no businesses on the other side mm. and everyone's on welfare mm. it's going to be bloody hard to get the economy fired back up absolutely so there you go. That's uh, individuals and businesses, and uh, and how uh, credit is going to be supported uh, for those businesses. Yeah, a <laughs> there's bit, a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot there. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, there's a uh, there. I thought we'd knock through this in about ten minutes, but it's been half an hour. Um, <laughs> so we're going to, in a minute, uh, just finish off in our usual way and just just answer uh, a question mm. uh, from a from a listener. Um, I'm a bit dry though, so we might just have a quick break and we'll be back to finish off at steve may financial services we know how daunting the idea of seeing a financial planner can be bearing your financial soul to a person you don't even know doesn't sound like fun does it that's why we believe in being approachable and being ourselves Our mission is to provide uncomplicated, affordable and personalised financial advice to those who normally wouldn't get it. Contact us for a friendly, no-pressure consultation to get your financial stuff sorted. Steve May Financial Services, www.stevemayfs.com.au Welcome back, Luke and everyone. Yeah, we're back. We uh, had to get a refreshment. We did. So uh, it's 
late Friday afternoon here and it's been a huge week. It has. So um, we're having a quiet beer. Okay, question time. Mm. We've, th- this isn't a specific question. It's been a question that's been asked of me a hell of a lot over the last couple of weeks, yep. especially. Yep. And it's funny, we were talking about this question um, you know, we, we didn't really know how to structure it as a specific mm. question cause, because no one's asked it specifically to, to the mm. show, but mm. it's certainly a theme that we've heard. Yeah, um, and I've, I've seen it a lot in, um, in certain you know, Facebook, social media forums, mm. and, you know, people asking what to do. And, and it's really, you know, the theme of the question. You sum it up, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Commonly people say or put out there into the universe, into Facebook or social media or, or, or to me and say, Hey, my super's dropped a lot yep. in the last couple of months. And, you know, has, you know, compared to what it had dropped previously over the last 10 years, it's dropped a lot. Hasn't dropped anywhere near as much as it dropped during the GFC, by the no. way. Um, but um, my super's dropped a lot. I'm thinking that I should move from the growth or shares investment that mm-hmm. I have in my super mm-hmm. um, and get it out and put it into cash until things settle down. Okay, and that's very common at the moment. That's yep. what people are thinking. Because for people who haven't seen a downturn, um, and that's a lot, of, a lot of young people especially, yeah, um, it's a bit scary. So my super's dropped. Should I take it out of the shares and put it into cash? Okay, what do you think? Absolutely no. Oh, that's strong. Worst <laughs> thing you can do now. Yeah. yeah. But that's not good enough. Like, yeah. let's, t- let's talk about the logic around it. Um, mm. You know, so... Of course, we're you know we're it's no no secret. Um, we f- we feel our losses psychologically twice as much as we feel our successes and wins. So hey, when the market's been going up, you haven't really been popping the champagne and celebrating when your super fund's gone up. But when it's going down, it's a little bit scary. And when it's going down with the backdrop of coronavirus, it's a little bit more scary. Yeah, so yeah, I, th- I think there um, when you look at markets or you look at a market and you see that the share price goes down and it goes up and it goes down it can make sense to you to go well if i get out now and come back in when it's lower or starting to go back up i'm going to make money here Hmm. well yeah you are but who's there to actually tell you where the bottom is and who's there to tell you where the top is yeah no one yeah, how do you know it's the bottom? Yeah, that's uh, exactly uh, right. Um, how do you know where the top's going to be? How do you know it's even on the way back permanently? So, and and, um, and it's more than that. Hmm. You don't, you know, we're emotional beings, hmm. so it's more than likely you're going to miss the bottom. Yeah. And it's more than likely you're going to miss the top. Yeah. So you're in, you're lining yourself up for a double whammy, and hmm. and you're potentially going to do. You know, damage that's untold. Yeah. When I when I talk to people about this, I say, okay, you're telling me that you've you know your super was worth a hundred thousand mm. dollars and now it's worth ninety thousand mm. dollars and you've lost ten thousand dollars. And I, I say, have you really? Um, because it's all paper. It's all yeah. on paper. Yeah. So the paper value, you know, what it, what it was worth on paper a month ago mm. was ten grand more than it's mm. worth now. Um, but it's only on paper. You don't actually get a physical loss until you sell something. And you so, realise and, it. And I say, just just say you owned an investment property that, you know, a month ago was worth $500,000. Yep. And today it's worth $400,000. Mm-hmm. So it's a hundred grand yeah. lower. Yeah, on paper. Yeah. Okay. So what have you lost? 
We haven't lost The house is still there. The house is still there. You've still got the, one house, yeah, yeah. three bedrooms, That's it. <laughs> two bathrooms. <laughs> haven't, haven't lost a thing unless you sell it. Mm. And at that point, you lose. You realise the loss. Yeah. But because people can see the property and it's tangible mm. and they know that if you hold on to good assets long enough that they will grow in value, mm. they don't worry so much. Yeah. And it's the same with your super. It's exactly shares. right. Um, yeah, so they're down at the moment. They'll come back. Um, but what you do if you take the loss, if mm-hmm. you sell, yep. if you sell out of the high growth or shares portfolio yep. in your super and put it into the cash option, yep. Then you crystallise the loss. Mm-hmm. You have lost, in this case, that ten grand. Yeah, that 10, 10 grand. You've lost yep. it. You're not going to get that so, back. But I feel comfortable now, Steve, because I'm 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 now out of that big scary share market, and I'm in that cash cash option in that yeah. super fund, and and the the money isn't gyrating around. What, so so Luke, when are you going to get back in? Oh, when, well, when, may, when maybe, things are, when yeah, things are better. When yeah. things normalise and get better. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's You've missed late. it by then. You've missed it. Exactly and then, right. And then comes what I call the double whammy. Yeah. You've taken the $10,000 loss. Yep. And you've missed the $10,000 gain. Yep. Um, so you've... So you've... And you will, you're likely not to get back in because you're too scared. It's exactly right. Mm. So you, you, you're going to do... So, so as far as moving from the growth asset into the conservative asset, doing it now is a bad idea. Mm. But in saying that, a good constructed plan, so for a retiree, in times like this, should have a bit of money in cash because you've got to be able to cover that downside when it does come. You've got to have that bridge over that river. Yeah. They Um, should already have cash in the portfolio. That's that's what you're saying. That's exactly right. And it should be built in. So Hmm. it's, it's, it's like saying... I'm in. I've got a raincoat, but I won't put it on until it's pouring on me. Mm. Um, you know, you get you're going to get wet. Yeah. So don't don't try and adjust the plan. You know, potentially mm. go out with the raincoat on. Maybe don't go walking around with a raincoat <laughs> on before it's raining. But mm. maybe have your umbrella in your hand ready mm. um, to, to to put it up. So mm. you know, it's exact. It's exactly the same concept. You, you're trying to make big changes when it's pouring on you, mm. and it is not going to work. You're still going to get wet. Yeah. Human behaviour says sell and panic when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, rational behaviour says it's probably, if anything, a time to consider Getting buying. In. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now okay, there are various reasons why you might not buy at the moment. There's still a lot of volatility, and yeah. we don't know if we're at the bottom and, and whatever. And cash is a good thing to have at the moment, but. Um, you sh- you, rather than be thinking about selling, mm. the, the rational behaviour should be, hey, should we be thinking about buying? an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't think that way, and it's very important that we are aware, that we become aware that we actually don't think that way and that we're very limited when things get a little bit scary. And if you can acknowledge that, it'll prevent you from making bad decisions, mm. and particularly in relation to your money. Mm, absolutely. So do not, do not... Go and cash it at the moment into the conservative defensive option. This is general advice because we don't know. Yeah, we don't know your your circumstances. But I I think it's important in times like this. I I was talking to uh, it was a lady the other day, and she Mm. no, I was listening to or reading what she had to say in a in a forum um, on social media. And she said she's she's her own financial advisor, Mm -hmm. and she was asking whether she should sell now. And um, and that just st- struck home to me that you know, 
good advice is important in times like this. 100%. Um, and even good information is important mm. in times like this. So if you're not going to speak to someone or communicate with someone who's qualified in these sorts of areas, mm. at least go to resources like the government um, Money, Smart. Money Smart website yep. and, and, and read and learn and, yeah. and talk about the sorts of habits that you, you need to have to be successful. Don't read a post on Facebook or, or you know, no. Instagram and, or and something And listen, like the that. answer to that question, there were... Dozens of different answers, yeah. okay? And some were saying, yes, cash it in. It's too scary. And others were saying, no, buy more, you know? Get, you yeah. know um, so so, so, yeah. so the, the variations there is insane. Mm. Um, but generally speaking, when a good asset is down in value, it's probably not time the time to sell it. It's yep. the time to hold it yep. or buy more of it. 100%. I think that was a really good example about the house, Steve. You know, if the house goes down or is potentially down in value, are you going to go and sell it? Well, no, you're probably no, not. You hold on to it because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get what it's worth. It's exactly you, right. You, wait, you, you hold on and you wait until later it's when it's exactly up. exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so the, the market's always gone up and down on a daily basis. It's very volatile at the moment because there's new news coming in about, around this virus, you know, by the hour. Yeah. Um, it's scary. You know, it, it can be scary for people. Um, we get that. Um, but it's important to understand those fundamentals that um, you know you should be holding now, um, getting through it and reaping the benefits of holding later on, 100%. Rather, rather than selling and taking losses. Yeah, uh, it's not the thing to do. Okay, I think we've answered that. Righto. So we do have our website. Have I mentioned that? You have. Yeah, I have. At the probably three or four times yeah. now. Um, the money the website. Yeah. Themoneymen.com.au. Yep. You can find all of our episodes there, so you can mm-hmm. go, go back in, in time and uh, have a listen to the ones you yeah. haven't listened to yet. Um, listen to us fumble through topics. <laughs> yeah. It's good fun. I, I, I enjoy uh, talking about financial stuff. Yeah. Um, leave a review through, especially through Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on yeah. Apple. Yeah. Um, please give us the stars and, uh, yeah. and write some comments. Five stars you? only, please. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. if, if it's one, no, just tell no. us why. Yeah. You know? um, uh, and keep keep an eye out. Um, we try to every second week uh, have a, a beverage with an expert yeah. and talk about um, you know something that is um, is their field of play mm. that they're experts on that uh, might be interesting. So keep an listen out for those as well. Thanks for joining me, Luke. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for the me. beer, and um, thank you everyone for listening again. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks. See you guys.